Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 401. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today we have Kevin Reichstraw. Hey, Kevin. Hi. This week on the show, we'll be reviewing the new indie sci-fi film, Come True. We'll also be going over someone watching on the watch list and going over this week's new releases on VOD and Blu-ray. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please remember to review us on iTunes if you get a moment. That would be super helpful. Did you hear this news about, uh, I mean, I'm sure you did, the Alamo <laughs> Draft House? Yeah, for the most part, I think. Like, did they file, ban- or did they sell? They sold, right? They, they sold, yeah. It's Hope- under new ownership, but yeah. they're not really actually going anywhere, right? It's it, just... Uh, a, a few of them closed. New New Braunfels, which is the... I, I'm not sure where New Braunfels is. Uh, the original downtown Austin location, which is the... Is that the Ritz? We were there. We were at that one. I really liked the Ritz, man. That's a really great theater. Uh, and then and, and then one of them in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. I don't know where New Braunfels is. That, that sounds like a made-up town. <laughs> New Braunfels. It's in, it's in <laughs> Texas. That's it's not. It's not real. It's near San Antonio. Apparently, it looks like a nice, looks like a really nice little little town. At any rate, uh, it's extremely sad to hear about Alamo Draft House. I hope that under their new ownership, that everything will sort of remain the status quo and that the quality won't take a dip. But something tells me that it will, and I, I something also tells me that I don't think that that it's ever going to be the same. But we'll just have to see. All right, let's dive into our review. We're talking about Come True. I have a synopsis here. A teenage runaway takes part in a sleep study that becomes a nightmarish descent into the depths of her mind and a frightening examination of the power of dreams. This is written and directed by Anthony (coughs) Scott Burns. Uh, the story is by David Weisenberger. I gotta say, if you are terrified of sleep paralysis, or if you suffer from sleep paralysis, or sleep paralysis scares you in any way, this movie's gonna be a rough <laughs> watch for you, because there is some really intense sleep paralysis in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, we'll start with you. What were your initial impressions of Come True? Uh... I, I pretty much enjoyed this one. Um, I was honestly, you know, if you listen to the most anticipated, this this was on there, so I was excited going into it. There was a little bit of trepidation on my part because of the whole, you know, it's it's all about dreams, right? And you know that can go one of two ways usually. And with it being an indie, who knows how it's going to go. But I gotta say, like the the dream imagery and the way that he handled that, like the, and not only just like the the dream portion of it, like you being in the dream, but also on top of that, like the the technology that they used to like visualize the dreams, the, the imagery that they used for that as well. I thought both were just absolutely top notch, and I found this to be pr- pretty damn enthralling. It did lose me a little bit at the end because mm. it has that thing that I hate, and it just like it it took all of its coins and threw it into that basket. 
and that was just really disappointing. Yeah. But, uh, pretty much the entire movie for except like the last five minutes, maybe. Fantastic. I'm I'm on board with you. I I thought that the ending was atrocious. Uh, the mm. spe- specifically the very end, like mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. at the very end. I thought that it was absolutely atrocious and like it just undoes so much of the the goodwill yeah. that I had with this movie up until that point. So I I really hated how it ended, but. Setting that aside, and you know, sometimes an ending will completely ruin a movie for me, and I'll just be like, oh, this, you know, they just, they fucked the whole thing up. I don't think that's the case with this movie. I think that uh, I still came away enjoying it overall for most of the reasons that you had, you already mentioned. Um, the, the visuals, uh, I think were absolutely top notch. I freaking loved the design of all of the the creature stuff like the figures and and all of that that were in the dream world i love the the look of the dream world i thought that they did some really cool shit with the visuals um stuff that stuff that sometimes felt reminiscent of you know other things but at other times felt fairly unique and I, I really, really liked everything they did with that. Like you, I'm also very hesitant when it comes to movies that that uh, that dabble in dream worlds and dream logic and all of that stuff because I think that, to me, movies that take place in dreams or nightmares or whatever, they could potentially have the the same pitfalls as drug trip movies where... I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it that this represents this thing in the real life. And then, but we're going to spend an hour in this world examining this dumb metaphor. But, (laughs) but like this, I don't think that 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 necessarily happens in this movie. I think that the way that they handle it is. And I think like the best way, the, the best part of this, I think is that, a lot of people make the mistake of having like the main character or whoever's like in you know in the dream, like actually be in the dream and interacting with the dream. But I like what Anthony Scott Burns did here is where like you're just sort of the camera moving through the dream world. There's not like there's not really a narrative happening in this quote unquote dream world and dream logic or whatever. You're just simply going through the landscape. That's it. And I thought that 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 it really benefited from that. Yeah, yeah. Like the perspective doesn't necessarily change. So, like we're following the the main character. We're we're following Julia Sarah Stone as Sarah, and we're not like in the dream with her, and she is in the dream, and it's you know like one of those situations. Like they're observing her dream. And so we're we're sort of observing it as well, and I think that creating that disconnect does benefit as far as like the pacing and and stuff like that. I think that this is very well paced. I think that it moves along at a really nice clip, and I think that it does a great job of keeping the audience engaged. Uh, oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Where's this gonna go?" Like, I was just pretty enthralled the whole time. 
pretty pretty much same here. And I mean, they they tease out just enough, and they they kind of hint towards you know, sort of this nefarious angle, you know, this end game that they're working towards. Like they're not giving you all the information; they give you just enough, but you obviously know that that's not the whole story. And I I I think you're right. The the pacing of it and the way the way in which they tease out the specifics uh, is done pretty great. It's, although it's unfortunate talking about these things because as great as they are, you inevitably have to come to the point of the end and say that, yeah, a good portion of that was ruined by the end. I like to think of this. Which is I like to just pretend that that ending didn't happen. I know. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's pretty easy to do because yeah. it's literally like, five seconds at the end and it 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 comes off as just like completely needlessly tacked on like oh yeah by the way this is how we explain it and you're just like okay i'm just gonna ignore that like that didn't happen yeah i mean it's a it's just so so lame what they do at the end but which is definitely unfortunate because i think that aside from that you have a a really great movie here i i actually wasn't as excited about this going into it as as you and there was a lot of hype around this and i was just like i don't know man like the trailer does it just really wasn't doing it for me uh, but i came away from it being pretty surprised at how, how into it i was and I, I liked the world building too i liked the i don't know if world building world building is not the right word i i like the the sci-fi mechanics of it i liked the look of the the devices that they use to record the dreams and all of that stuff like the little suit that they would wear and i liked the look of the the way that it looked when they were actually recording it like the the video that was yeah like i was impressed enough with the the dream world in the beginning you know where it's just kind of this cgi landscape that the camera just slowly moves through these very dark cavernous areas and doors and figures and, you know, that kind of thing. Like I enjoyed that. And then when they introduce the technology that they use to take the, like the electronic impulses in your brain and kind of descramble them into imagery, like in order to watch your dreams, like that just made it even creepier. I like how there were like stages to it. So like before you were in, REM sleep there was like this like kaleidoscopic imagery that would happen as you were starting to fall asleep and then once you entered that deep sleep that's when like the images started to become more clear I just thought it was really cool and I I feel like if something like this were to ever exist this is sort of what it would look like yeah yeah and that's the other thing I mean like sleep is so fascinating to begin with yeah uh, that's definitely something I wanted to touch on um just coming back to the whole, like, I think that sleep paralysis, thankfully, I don't think I've ever had sleep paralysis, but I think that sleep paralysis is an utterly, utterly fascinating topic to explore. That, that, there was that, um, that documentary. We just yeah, talked we, about it. It, uh, yeah, it was called The Nightmare. Actually, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That documentary, it, it talks about how, People, people who get sleep paralysis will often see this the same figure. They, they all tend to describe the same figure 
sort of looming over them or standing in the corner of the room or whatever. And I just think that that's so fucking creepy. And the fact that that's a real life like thing that happens to people and for them to explore that in more detail and, and make some, some fun yeah. sci-fi theories around it in that's this just, movie. That's just insane to think about, you know, like the, you know, the, the grouping of people in this world that suffer from that. And for them, you know, it's very, very real. And, you know, it's very traumatizing, very stressful and everything. And then you just expect that person to just like have a normal day afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But just come into work and be productive. Like if you, like if someone came into work and was like, okay, let me tell you how my night, I was trying to sleep. And I was woken up. I couldn't move. I was absolutely terrified. There was a black figure looming at the end of my bed with its arms outreached, glowing eyes. And like to follow that up with like, okay, just do your regular job. Can you? Like, that's just insane to me. The yeah. things that like people go through <laughs> and are still just expected to be like, just be, just be that worker drone, please. It's, yeah, it's it's really crazy. Uh, according to a, a figure that I literally just looked up, less than eight percent of the general population experiences sleep paralysis. But they're supposed to, they're supposed to, you know, go about their day like the other night. I mean, can you imagine? Like, yeah, can you just imagine? Can you imagine like every night dealing with that that horror of. Tra- being trapped in your bed, not being able to move, not being able to do anything, and then that, f- you know, figure, that, that shadowy fucking, figure looming over you. That fucking guy. Do you think? I wonder if people that suffer from CPR, if they name them. Like I would, I would feel like that would help. Maybe, like if you gave them a name, mm, like mm-hmm. Carl, that yeah. would make them less. Just be like, oh, Carl's he, back. Yeah, like humanize him a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't no, know. Carl's restless. He doesn't know what to do. He's just every night just comes in, stares at me. Just where did these? He's just he's you know he's he's making sure you're safe. That's what it is. That's not he's not threatening. It's it's all a misunderstanding. He's just watching over you. Exactly. But yeah, I mean that is that's a crazy thing too. It's like if you just if you look at like essentially any single country folklore they all have like sleep demons and stuff and it's just it's so utterly fascinating oh yeah yeah i mean i I think that's one of the reasons i love the nightmare on elm street series so much is because Wes craven used there was that story about this this guy i can't remember what country it was in but he claimed that there was a demon who was coming after him in his sleep and that he did that if he went to sleep he would uh it would kill him and he was up for like weeks and weeks and then finally he just passed out and then he died God. and that's that that was the inspiration behind nightmare on elm street which you know that's it's just it is wild like it is wild and i think that that's one of the things that makes this movie so intriguing is is the fact that sleep paralysis is a real thing and these figures that are that are featured in the movie uh are to to a lot of people a very a very real threat and it's it's crazy but yeah and it's just it's unfortunate that you have all those things and this movie 
and its director just like can't stick with like can't commit to it like like that isn't enough we gotta throw this like twist at the end that just undoes everything yeah just ruins yeah. it i think i think maybe maybe we should do a quick spoiler discussion uh on this because i i just want to highlight what it is what i'll do is <laughs> i'll barely say it yeah um about it. what what i'll do is i will cut this bit off and put it at the end end of the, the show <laughs> after the the outro so yeah. you will not be spoiled here you can keep on listening but if you did see come true and you want to hear what happens at the end uh it'll it'll be at the very end of the show so spoiler for the, with, real quick spoiler for the spoiler it's fucking dumb <laughs> yeah there you go i want to mention one more thing and that's uh julia sarah stone her performance now like in terms of acting it's you know it's an all right performance it's it's solid it's serviceable but i think like her look like the look on her face like as soon as she's introduced i'm just like she looks like the most restless just tired <laughs> worn out person and it just it worked wonders for what this movie is is about obviously like she just looks like i just wanted her to get sleep i just wanted it like a solid eight hours that's all i wanted for her just just get her some a nice bed just a nice bed just uh, pillows surrounded by pillows you know some ambient noise something yeah, I thought she did a, a good job overall. All right, let's go ahead and give it a score. Uh, come true. I'm like, man, it's so tough. I I think that I'd probably be at like a seven and a half if it wasn't for the ending. And then with the ending, I'm at like a six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say like a six and a half. Between six and a seven. All right. That would be six and a half. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Gotta do it. Got it. All right, that is come true. That is available on VOD platforms right now. If you want to check it out, let's move on and talk about some of some of what we've been watching. I don't have anything this week. Uh, Oh, yeah. Well, I I have watched a couple things, but they're all for South by, which is South by Southwest is starting up this week and so i'm getting a leg up on that so it's just i can't talk about anything yet but stay tuned for our south by coverage coming up next week okay all right i got i got one that is the incredible time travels of henry osgood from 1986 directed by dave thomas who is one half of uh what the fuck is their name? Is it the McKenzie brothers? The Canadian guys? Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. Bob and Doug? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, okay, the way I came about this is, this is through rewatching Perfect Strangers, which has been immensely rewarding. And I think I like that show more than I liked it when I was a kid. It's like Perfect Strangers is a fucking great show. Uh, and... I've been really impressed with Bronson Pinchot's performance of Perfect Strangers. And I'm like, you know, I want to see more of his stuff, you know, what he did in movies. So I looked him up and I came across this. Okay. So this is like a Showtime comedy 
film thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. All right. But it's directed by Dave Thomas. He plays the main character. He plays Henry Osgood. Bronson Pinchot plays uh, Charles Dickens. John Candy is in this. He plays Dave Thomas's brother. You also have Martin Short. You have Catherine O'Hara. Eugene Levy. I feel like there's a couple other people in there. But, I mean, you just got a stacked cast here. It's like the SCTV crew in the looks of it. Yeah. And so Dave Thomas, he put, he's Henry Osgood. He's a, he's a teacher. He's a history teacher. And he wants to be, you know, back in, in Dickens' time. I see. That's where he would like to be. He doesn't like the present day. So he starts getting thrown around all throughout time. And he's got to deal with the, the ramifications. And he's got to use his knowledge of history to try and, you know, I guess set things right. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. This is really fucking dumb. This is a stupid ass thing. I don't know. It's like a 60 minute film. It's not really funny at all. Uh, it's just, it's bad. It's just really bad. And it's, it's kind of surprising given, you know, the talent that you have here. A lot of talented individuals that amounts to pretty much nothing. It's just really bad. And it, it, you know, it did a, towards the end, it, it got to throw in some racial stereotypes. So that was like, you, you were already bad. And then it was like, let's make it worse and just do like racial stuff, which made mm. it even worse. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's bad. Oh boy. So I guess, uh, maybe the, Maybe just check out some of the other SCTV stuff. Check yeah. Out, check out Strange Brew. Just there watch that instead. All right. Let's talk about some VOD stuff. On the 15th, we have Quo Vadis Ada coming out. It says uh, it takes place in, in Bosnia from the looks of it. It's a drama. On the 16th, we have SAS Red Notice. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Starring uh, uh, Ruby Rose is in there. I'm not sure who else is involved with this. Andy Circus. Andy Tom. McNabb presents SAS Red Notice. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Based on the best-selling o- novel by Andy McNabb. So if, you, if you're a McNabb fan, if you're a McNabb fanatic, mm. check out SAS Red Notice. Also on the 16th, we have With a Journey to the Slow Life, a musical tale about the new worldwide trend that embraces the concept of slow life. What the fuck? All right. Fucking dumb. (laughs) Slow life. Not sure what, what that's all about. Sounds like sort of like an offshoot of minimalism. Who knows? Anyway, Who the fuck knows? Uh, we also have Jumbo coming out. This one I can recommend. This is the one about the woman who falls in love with the Tilt-A-World mish- ride. <laughs> I love that. I just like I don't like I don't want to see it because I don't want it to be bad. It's not and, bad. Like, I'm just I'm just happy enough living with that with that synopsis. It's just that's enough for me. I like it. It's actually, just because of that. Yeah, it's actually quite good. Like, uh, I would recommend it. Uh, we also have Todd coming out. Did you say Todd? Yeah, just a movie called Todd. 
It's the story of a man who always felt like the odd man out. Todd. Yeah. Get it. It looks like he becomes a serial killer, maybe. Oh, boy. Of course, Todd becomes a serial killer. Todd takes you on a nail-biting, edge-of-your-seat journey into the mind of a budding madman. Nice. Michael Winslow's in it. But he is not like Todd. He plays a guy named Jake. Okay. All right. On the 18th, we have Slacks coming out. That's on Shudder. I'm pretty interested in checking out Slacks. It's about a pair of killer pants. Killer killer (laughs) Slacks. Yes. It's a a possessed pair of jeans is brought to life to punish the unscrupulous practices of a trendy clothing company. Oh, okay. The jeans the it's so it's not slacks. The the jeans are killing slacks, maybe? Nah, I think it, I think the jeans are killing people. I think that they, they're just calling it, them slacks. I wonder, I wonder if it's people wearing slacks. You wanna fuck around with some jeans? <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I'm uh, I'm into this one. I think this is a Canadian film. I think the uh, producers of Turbo Kid are behind this one. Okay. So, yeah. I'm on board with that. On the 19th, we have Happily. This is a dark comedy from the looks of it with Joel McHale and Carrie Bichet. I don't know about that one. It's you, from the title, you can tell it's garbage. It's a Saban films film, so take that for mm-hmm. you know what it is. Uh, all right, let's see what else we have here. Rose plays Julie is coming out. Really? Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about that movie like six years ago. Well, it's uh, it's finally on its way out. We wow. got we got the fever coming out in that's a virtual cinema release okay uh phobias is coming out five dangerous patients suffering from extreme phobias at a government testing facility are put to the ultimate test under the supervision of a crazed doctor in his quest to weaponize fear sure i'll give that a look we have last call coming out this is an ifc films release this is with jeremy piven jamie kennedy so, I think that's all you need to know about that. And I believe that that is it for VOD. On Blu-ray, we got Promising Young Woman. I highly recommend that. I think that was like my number three movie of the year last year. If you haven't seen that yet, definitely check it out. We got Runaway Train from 1985. Crossfire from 1947. Damn Yankees from 1958. Rad is getting a... Some kind of steelbook release from the looks of it. It's a Mondo steelbook release. Mill Creek Entertainment is putting that out. Watch out, Mill Creek. Mill Creek is, uh, they're, on, they're on a roll last uh, they, year or two. They own 47% of all movies. All the ones I'm interested in, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, PG Psycho Gorman is coming out. That's from earlier this year. I would recommend that if you haven't seen that yet it's a good good bit of fun campy campy fun with uh, some really great costumes and monsters and practical effects uh, let's see we got running time from 1997 starring bruce campbell journey into fear from 1975 
What's Up Doc from 1972. Looks like there's uh, some Studio Ghibli films getting re-released, including The Cat Returns and Whisper of the Heart. We have The Invisible Man Appears from Arrow. Is that Arrow is coming out, and that's actually a sort of a box set. It looks like a double pack, which is The Invisible Man Appears and The Invisible Man versus The Human Fly. Uh, in God We Trust from 1980, got the oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Castle Freak is coming out. That's the remake. Uh, Don't Tell a Soul from earlier this year. That's the one with uh, Rain Wilson where he gets he falls down a well and two kids yeah. leave him there. <laughs> <laughs> two kids leave Rain Wilson in a well. I don't know why, but that's funny. Uh, that's. It's a comedy. Uh, we've got Songbird, Tower of Evil from 1972, Money Plane. Wow, Money Plane. Let's see. Dark Web, Cicada 3301. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is, but I kind of want to see it. Uh, that Pinocchio movie from last year, <clears throat> I Am Lisa. Looks like a werewolf type movie maybe uh, looks like Titanic is getting some kind of new release Dolly Deadly from 2016 Notting Hill, Billy Elliot The Beguiled uh, tons of anime looks like American Pie is coming out there's some sort of American Pie collection thing that's happening here where they got the, the first one, the second one, Wedding Reunion, they're all coming out unrated <laughs> You know how it is. That's. I don't want that to happen. (laughs) We have enough. We have enough American Pie releases. Like, there's enough. Stop it. These movies are already on Blu-ray. We don't need more of them. That's about it. What about Criterion's this week? Uh, We got one, and that's Celine and Julie go boating from 1974. This is another movie. That is, I've been wanting to see for, you know, ever. And I feel like that I already love it. So that's why I haven't watched it. Mm. Got it. I know, like, I was planning on watching this, but I don't know. The idea of Rain Wilson falling in a well and kids just leaving him there might uh, supersede that. Yeah, it's a, it's a tempting proposition. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. And if you have a moment, please consider reviewing us on iTunes. That would be super helpful. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name is Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. So... Essentially, what happens at the end is she gets a, a text message that says she's been in a coma for 20 years. That's it. That's it. 20 years. 20 year coma. I mean, it, it, it is the most, it's like the laziest, like yeah. on the nose. Like, you know, when you see like parody shows, like movies that make fun of like other movies and like spoofs and stuff, like you, or, or like, or like uh, when people are making fun of soap operas, you get that a lot where like, 
oh, you've been in a coma for 20 years. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, it just comes out of nowhere. And the fact that it occurs in a text message is just, it feels so out of place. And you're just like, wait a minute, what? Like, in, in a split second, everything in this movie was dismantled. Yeah. Like, because to me, the coma thing is bad enough. Like, I hate, okay, so we can go through, like, the, the, the hierarchy of things. I hate when things are like, oh, it's just all a dream. That's bad enough, okay? And then I really, really hate when it's like, oh, this was stuff that was happening while the person was in a coma. That's just kind of played out. And I think it died out years ago, and now I guess he's trying to bring it back, which is really disheartening. But they had to, like, meld the two together. If, like, for a second, thinking about it, I'm like, okay, that's kind of interesting where you take, you know, like, the dream world, and let's say, instead of being in the dream world for one night, you're in the dream world for 20 years, which is kind of ridiculous to be in a coma for 20 years. But regardless. But then that's immediately disappointing because like this is this is what's happening in the 20 year coma and they what someone's just on the outside world like shooting text at a yeah, I, I love yeah it, it should be noted that like the it's it's one text and it's like we're trying something new let, let me know if you get this <laughs> we're just we're trying something different we're just spitballing here and i don't I'm like i don't know if you can get it, this or what but we're trying it out. Give us some feedback if you can. I like that they don't give her like any like how is she going to give feedback? And I like that this is like their their suggestion for getting out of the twenty year coma. They they used all this technology to figure out a way to shoot her a text message in her coma twenty years in to, to communicate with her. And the best that they can come up with is, hey, wake up, please wake up. <laughs> Yeah, that was the that was their 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 method was sending her a text in coma world and saying, "Please wake up." Can you wake up? <laughs> We're tired of taking care of you. It's been twenty years. Wake the fuck up. Get out of here. Like how? Like has she not? It's. Mm. But you know the other thing, like in a lot of these movies where things take place in, where where they they sort of pull the rug out from under you at the end and like you know, like that movie identity comes to mind where it's like all in in the person's head what a bad movie yeah. that was but one of the things that those movies tend to do is give you little breadcrumbs throughout where when the when the twist is revealed you can be like oh, okay okay that's why you never saw him in the same room you know it's it's okay. a, it's just the the whole it's like the Wizard yeah. of Oz thing, right? Where you have real world rep- representations of people and places and things that are in the real world that that are in the the dream world, yeah. but like represented in a different way or whatever. Yeah, like ghost stories. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like that's a perfect example. They, that they makes sense. They don't do that <laughs> in this movie no. at all. At least that we know of. Because the thing is, like. It's not like we get the text message and then cut to the real world where she's in a coma and yeah, like, oh, and we the, see that we see the doctor who was in, in her dream and that's like the real life yeah. doctor who's trying to wake her up or whatever. Like that's yeah. not, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like her doctor's a Jerry Lewis knockoff. 
like no, no, you don't get any of that info. You're just <laughs> it's I just a text message. Hey, we're trying something out. We're not sure if this is gonna work. Uh wake up. If you could text back yes that you got this, great. If you want to unsubscribe, text no. <laughs> text stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate because otherwise and it's, it's, it's pretty like, solid. It's weird because like a couple like a minute or two before that things are kind of going off the rails things are getting weird things are really developing at a fast clip you know and you're just like okay this is kind of getting out of control yeah i mean especially when getting out of hand especially when you find out that she like killed the doctor slash boyfriend i don't know if he's a doctor or assistant or whatever the fuck he is when they cut to her like with blood everywhere and she freaking gouged his eyeballs out yeah and then the next thing is the next development is it's okay she's a vampire now yeah apparently she has fangs you're so you're like, oh, whoa, right. shit's getting weird now boy we're going we're going straight down the rabbit hole but then like if you realize like if you look at the runtime, you're like oh there's like 10 seconds yeah. of this movie left what's going on yeah and it's like how's this coming together and then it's a text it's camera that ends on the text of hey Shot in the dark here, but could you wake up? It's been twenty years. Yeah, but, it's just it's just really unfortunate, but yeah, I don't know. <sighs> it's really bad because, like, if you take out that chunk, because I didn't like the like her killing. No, I didn't. No, I didn't like that Even either. He, it just made no sense to me. I just didn't. Also, I mean, he was creepy. That was weird because he, he was like, you know. At one point where he's like, oh, you're smart for your age. It's like, yeah, you're the one stalking her. And, and, and isn't she she's like in high school, too? Like, yeah, it's just the whole thing. The whole relationship between them was creepy. I thought he felt like a low rent Daniel Radcliffe to me. I just kept thinking. I, that I, that's, yeah, I thought the exact same thing. I, I like that actor. I've never seen that actor with facial hair before, but I've seen him in other stuff. I think he's he's a decent actor. I just didn't like his character. His character was a creep in this. 